And good morning, church, and welcome uh, to another Sunday online, uh, the last Sunday in August as we go into the autumn. The weather's changed here in the UK. Uh, it's a lot colder, um, but we've got the sunshine out this morning, and we're going to come into the presence of the Lord wherever we are gathering. Good morning and welcome to Community Church. It's good to have you with us today, uh, regardless of where you're watching us from. These are the notices for today, Sunday, the 30th of August, 2020. My name is Vitami. I'm a member of the church and I help where my help is needed. Starting from tomorrow, Monday, 31st of August, we have our week of prayer. Join us every morning on Zoom from 7 a.m. for an hour of prayer where we will pray about topics like our effectiveness in the community, discipleship, and sharing the gospel. We'll also have a corporate prayer meeting on Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. For more details and link to the Zoom prayer meetings, please check out our website. We have a new online alpha course starting on Tuesday, 22nd of September. This course is primarily for those who don't yet know Jesus and have questions about the Christian faith, but it is also suitable for those new to following Jesus. All sessions over the course of 12 weeks will be via Zoom, so it's easy for people to join who may not live in the area. Spread the word and invite everyone. All details can be found on our website. Thank you for continuing to give to Community Church during this time. Giving to church couldn't be easier. Just scan the QR code on the screen now or go to the giving page on our website and all the details can be found there. We will have a time for our offering a little bit later in the service. Our live groups have been taking place via Zoom video calls since March and have been well, really well attended. We would like to encourage those of you who haven't joined one yet to get in touch. For more information about when they meet and what groups are available, please contact them at the church office. Straight after the service, we would like you to join us on Zoom for coffee and a catch-up. We usually spend an hour or so together just chatting and praying for each other. Details of how to join are on the screen now and will be shown again at the end of the meeting. All of the contact details needed and more can be found on our website. On a lighter mood, the pandemic is almost over by the grace of God, but it is meet that we do our little bit. So let us continually sanitize our hands. Let us wear face masks where necessary and let us keep social distance. Thank you for listening. Good morning, church. My name is Matt Diver. I'm the one normally behind the camera on a Sunday morning working the live stream Cogs and Gears. Uh, I'm also part of the Chafford Site leadership team. Uh, our scripture this morning is from 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 32 to 54, reading from the NIV translation. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine, your servant will go out and fight him. Saul replied, 
You're not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth. As David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear comes and carries off the sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he's defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who has rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armour on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried to walk around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off and took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream and put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag. And then a sling in his hand approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by, uh, uh, cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said. I will give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcass to the Philistine army, to the bird and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel all those gathered here will know that it is not by the sword or spear that the Lord saves for the battle is the Lord's and he will give all into our hands as the Philistine moved closer to attack him David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him reaching into his bag and taking out a stone he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into the, his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and he drew it from his sheath. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. Their dead were strewn along the Sahim road to Gath and Ekron. Then the Israelites returned from chasing the Philistines. They plundered their camp. David took the Philistines' head and brought it to Jerusalem. He put the Philistine's weapon in his own tent.
Great, thank you, Matt, for that Bible reading. Uh, a familiar story uh, for us all, something that we would have heard uh, if you went to Sunday school uh, and we would teach to our kids uh, this story of David and Goliath. It's a, a well-known story, and I'm sure you've heard many uh, preach on this before. But it fits into our series, Growing in Faith, and how David grew in faith to face Goliath. And we're going to look at some verses from this story uh, this morning. This is where we've been so far this year, uh, preaching through 2 Corinthians, uh, and then we've been looking at uh, what, that, what that means for us through that book. And then we looked to when the crisis came, we looked at how can we have hope uh, uh, in a time of crisis. Then we took uh, a month just to look at how we can share our faith uh, through the gospel. And now we're looking at faith. And for, through the month of August, we've been looking at faith. And this is the last one in our series when we've looked at Abraham, we've looked at uh, Jacob, uh, sorry, Joseph, uh, and then Moses. And today we're looking at David. And the, the, the familiar theme that runs through all of these um, stories that we've been uh, looking at is that each of these people have been chosen by God. This is, this is something that I, I, I believe that, that we need to understand, that God has chosen these people for a purpose. He has chosen them for a reason. And so we see uh, in uh, this uh, reading uh, earlier on in, in, in chapter 16, Saul was king and Saul had been disobedient. Uh, and so God rejected him as king and, and he was about to choose a new king. And he sent Samuel to Bethlehem uh, and, uh, and Jesse called all of his sons before him. And, uh, and then David came and uh, we see uh, the Lord said, rise and anoint him. He is the one. You see, this, this is, he is the one that I have chosen. He is the one that I have called. He is the one that will be the new king. And so Samuel anointed him and the spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. And so for all of these people that we see in the, in the Old Testament, we see God's hand upon them. They are chosen. They are chosen for purpose. And what I want to, what I'm going to do this morning is look at, at different verses and then put an application in for us every time rather than put an application at the end. So what is the application for this uh, for us? And of course, uh, we know that, that we also are chosen. Uh, we are chosen by God for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Ephesians uh, chapter 1 verse 4. You see, we are a chosen people. And God has chosen us for purpose. And he has filled us with the Holy Spirit, with power. And so we, like David, have been chosen for a reason. God's hand is upon us. Now you may see that uh, you're the least of, of everybody. David wasn't even in the lineup. Um, they had to go and get him. You know, it, it's not about what others see. It's about what God sees. And God sees in you something that is of worth, something that is beautiful. He created you. And God doesn't make mistakes. He has chosen you and he has given you purpose. And so I want to say, whatever you're standing in, is in the world, whatever others might think of you, God loves you. 
God has chosen you. And God has plans for you. And so we see here that uh, David was chosen by God. And God had his hand upon David way back, uh, not just here when he was anointed, um, but in the whole of his life, you can see how God was preparing him for what was to come. And David was faithful in the smaller things. And we see uh, in verse 34 in our reading uh, that we had read to us, uh, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. So, so, so David was a shepherd, you know, very uh, straightforward occupation, really, an ordinary occupation out in the field looking after sheep. Uh, but he says, when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it and struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it turned to me, I seized it by its hair and struck it and killed it. And you see, what, what God is doing is that he is faithful with those things the lion and the bear, therefore I can trust him with something which is much bigger, this giant that was before him. And, and God looks at the heart. He looks at how we steward what he has given to us. In the New Testament, Jesus speaks a parable, talks about a parable of the talents. A man goes away and he gives his servants talents. He gives one ten talents and one uh, five talents and one two talents. And then when he comes back, he asks them what he has done uh, with it. And, uh, and with the, the servant that had the ten talents and the servant that had the five talents, they were good servants because they stewarded well what God had given to them. And he says, and there's the same commendation in both uh, of the responses. His master said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. You see, God gives us things to steward for him. He wants to see whether we are faithful with the gifts, with the things, with the small things that he has given us. Many people, I have this regularly, David, I want to discover what my spiritual gift is. I want to, can we do a six-week course or something or, or something to find out what I'm, I'm supposed to be doing with my life? And my response usually is, well, start by using what God has already given to you. Because he has given to all of us something to steward. And when he sees you're faithful with that, then he will open up other things to you. What sort of things has he given us to steward? Well, I think for every one of us, we, we can steward our walk with our Lord. Are we faithful in walking with Jesus? Are we faithful with spiritual gifts? The Bible tells us that everyone can prophesy. Everyone can speak in tongues. Are we faithful to steward those things that he's given us well so that we can then be trusted with even greater things? I believe that Jesus sends us out to heal the sick. How are we stewarding that gift? Now you say, well, I don't have the gift of healing. No, maybe not, but every one of us can pray for the sick and they can be healed. But if we're not even doing that, how can God then move you into even greater things? There's something here that God expects us to use what we've already been given. So are you faithful with those small things, those ordinary everyday things 
Because if you are, then God will give you more. And of course we see that David put his faith in God alone. We go through the story and Saul obviously was worried uh, about this, this young boy coming against this, this seasoned warrior, this giant of a man. And so he says, well, you better wear something that's going to protect you. And, uh, and we see in 38, Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him, a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened the sword over his children and tried to walk around because he was not used to them. And he says, I cannot go in these because I'm not used to them. And you see, there's, a, there's something here that David did. He said, I can't trust in these things because they're, they're not me. They're, they're not what I should be doing. I, I don't want to be trusted in worldly things. My trust is in God." I don't need to all this stuff on me because God is with me. Now, I just want to put a caution here. That's not to say we don't take precautions. We're in this pandemic and it would be very easy to look at this. Actually, well, let's not worry about wearing masks and washing our hands because God is going to protect us. No, that's not what I'm saying here. We need to be sensible and we need to be cautious. And we need to follow the guidelines that the government has set upon us. But when we start to put our trust in these things, when we start to trust them above God, then we've got things in the wrong order. And here David saying, no, I don't need these things. I don't need all of this protection because God is with me. And uh, the Bible tells us in Psalm 20 that some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the Lord, the name of the Lord, our God. And I want to encourage us this morning not to be silly and, and, and to do things that we shouldn't be doing, not at all. But I want us to put our trust in the right place. I want us to look to the Lord, to the God of the heavens and earth, the God who is sovereign, the God who is able, the God that can do the impossible. That's where our faith should be. That's where our trust should be. That is where we should be looking, not to the things of this world. And how can we do that better? Well, you see that David knew God. He, he comes against uh, Goliath and uh, he says, uh, David said to the Philistine, verse 45, uh, you come to me with a sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel. You see, he knew that the Lord was the Lord Almighty. He knew his God. And that when he went, he would go in his name. And I want to encourage us to know God. We need to walk in his ways. We need to get to know him more. And... 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 8, it says, Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. There's something about how we grow in the Lord that builds our faith in the Lord. We need to continue in the word. We need to encourage one another. We need to know more about him so that our faith will grow in who he is and what he can do. David had rejected all of Saul's armour and he was going out in the name of the Lord. That's not to say David didn't need to do anything. No, he had with him his sling and his stones 
And, and he was the one that actually had to sling this to, to the, the giant. But, but he knew that he was there because of who God was and is and will be forevermore. I want us to know God. Because as we know God, even when we are facing odds that are completely against us, we can put our faith in who he is. How is your walk with the Lord? How are you growing week by week, month by month, year by year? When you look back over your life, have you grown this year in 2020 from last year? Even in this lockdown time, can you look back over the last three or four months and say, actually, this as a time has helped me grow in the Lord, to know who he is, to trust him more, that my faith will increase. There's something about expectation about who God is and what he can do which helps us in our walk day by day. Let our faith grow, but let our faith grow in who he is, not in the things of this world. And so, as David put his faith in God, we saw that God gave him the victory. He knew that it was God's victory. He had faith that it was God that would bring him the victory. We see in verse 46 and 47, he says, the battle is the Lord and he will give all of you into our hands. He was so confident. He was declaring this victory before it happened. He was saying, no, the Lord will win this. The Lord is with us. He is the Lord Almighty. I know the God that I serve and my faith is in him and he will bring us the victory. And I want to say that we know that God will bring us the victory. The odds might be totally stacked against us. It might seem that there's no way through, that we no way that we can overcome this obstacle, this giant in our life. But Jesus will bring us the victory. As we read in 1 John chapter 5, Everyone born of God overcomes the world. Everyone. If you are following Jesus, if you have decided to give your life to Jesus and trust him for the forgiveness of your sins and walk in his way, if you have done that, if you belong to God, everyone that's born of God overcomes the world. Because Jesus has won the victory. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Our faith is in him. And he will bring us the victory. And David knew this and he declared it. The battle is the Lord's. Yes, David joined in and he had to take part. But the battle is the Lord's. As we come into our week of prayer, I want us to know that we can win the battle in prayer before setting the foot outside of our homes. We can win the battle in prayer over our nation, over the nations, over the virus, over healing over over illness over situations we can win the battle in prayer because the battle is the lord's let us know that it's his victory he's the one who does this and i want us to to know actually that it's all about jesus when we look at this story, different preachers might bring different things out of it and, and, and I'm sure they're all valid. But I, I, often I hear that with God with us, we can defeat the giant. 
You know, whatever our giant is, uh, God is with us, so therefore we can defeat our Goliath. And But in some ways, I don't think this is what this is saying. You see, David is a, a forerunner of Christ when we look at his life and we can see Jesus in his life. And here we can see Jesus in this story. You see, we often hear uh, this half-truth, if you like, uh, in the Christian world, uh, that God won't give us anything we can't handle. Well, actually, that's, that's not in the Bible anywhere. Um, I, I, he does give us things that we can't handle. Let's just be straight. There are things that we can come into our, that will come into our lives. We think, actually, God, this is too big for me to handle. Now, the Bible does tell us that He'll give us strength and He'll give us grace uh, for these things, but there will be things that will be too big for us to deal with. Let me just give you a very simple example: sin. Sin is bigger than we can handle. None of us can handle sin in our life. We need Jesus. We need Jesus to win that victory so that we can be free. We, we can't overcome sin on our own. No one can. We need him. And there'll be other things in our Death, for example. We can't overcome death. No one can. Only Jesus can. He brings life. He brings the resurrection. And so there's two simple things, but there are other things that might come into our life. It might be illness, it might be cancer, it might be all sorts of things. We say, Lord, I can't cope with this on my own. I cannot overcome this on myself. Give me grace and strength, but Lord, I need your victory here. And here we see that David represents Jesus. It is David that brings the victory, and we see that it is Jesus that brings the victory. And we are not David. We are the Israelites hiding in the background, cowering away, not able to do anything against this giant until Jesus has got the victory. And then what we see is that they join in. That the, the, the victory that David brought encourages the Israelites and they join in. Verse 52 and onwards we see, when the Philistines... Um, saw that the heroes did, they turn and ran. And the men of Israel surged forward with shouts and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath. And it goes on to see the victory complete. See, when Jesus brings the victory, we can then join in with that victory. We can say, the Lord has done it, but I'm going to join in with this. I'm going to join in with the victory. The victory is ours because Jesus has already won it. And I want us to know that it is his victory, not ours. He will help us overcome these things. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, thanks be to God. He gives us the victory. He gives us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. See, we are waiting, ready for the victory which Jesus will win. And when that's won, we join in with it. What is the point of that? Well, if we go back to Exodus Exodus chapter 9, we see that uh, the Israelites were facing giants. It was the, the Egyptians at this time, and they were uh, in slavery. They were held, and they couldn't escape from this. But God intervened, and uh, he sent Moses to Pharaoh. And he says, uh, go and uh, to speak to Pharaoh, and he says, let my people go so that they may worship me, or this time I will send the full force of my plagues against you and against your officials and your people, so that you may know 
that there is no one like me in all the earth. For by now I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with a plague that would have wiped you off the face of the earth. But I have raised you up for this very purpose, that I might show my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. You see, the reason for insurmountable giants in our life is that God can show his power and that his glory goes through the whole earth. That's the reason these things happen, that God will be glorified. We want to know that Jesus will bring the victory. And then he gives us the victory so that we can join in with him. What are you facing in your life at the moment? What are the odds that you think, this is just too much, Lord, I cannot do this on my own? What is it that you're facing that seems overwhelming? Whatever that is, put your faith in Jesus. Learn to know who he is. Walk with him. Trust him. Let your faith grow as you read scripture of the wonderful things he has done. Look back over your life and and, and just be thankful for all the testimonies you have of God's hand upon you. And let that build faith in you for this next obstacle, this next giant that you need the victory over. When the odds seem overwhelming, we must put our faith in the victor, Jesus Christ. It is all about him. He is the one that will win the victory. And then he opens up the floodgates and we just join in with what he has done. And all the glory goes to him. He is able. He is powerful. He can do things that we can't even imagine. Let our faith grow. Let us, even when the odds are against us, let us, let our faith grow in God. Lord, this is impossible, but you can do the impossible. Let us pray for wonderful breakthroughs, wonderful victories, incredible miracles through Jesus Christ our Lord. And as we celebrate, as we join in with that, as we play our part, let all the glory go to God. If you want to connect with us further and want to know more, then just uh, fill in the form on the website, and we'd love to come back to you. We'd love to help you to explore further what there is. If it's a prayer point that you want, this is something I'm facing in my life, I'd like others to join with me in prayer, then fill in the form and we can pray with you. Because we lift uh, these circumstances to Jesus. Then we put our faith in him, not the things of this world. And we live for his victory. Because he is our Lord. He is our Saviour. And he has got the victory through the cross. And the ultimate victory is over death. Whatever this world brings us, we know we are secure for all eternity. If you don't know that security of everlasting life, then fill in the form. I'd love to talk to you further about what it means to follow Jesus. But for us who are chosen, those are following Jesus, let's put our faith in him. We all face things in our life that are hard, things that seem impossible. But with Jesus, all things are possible. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, that you are the Lord Almighty. You are the God of heaven and earth. Lord, you are the one who is able to do all things. Nothing is impossible for you. And I want to pray 
uh, for brothers and sisters who are listening to this message, uh, Lord, that have uh, what seem like insurmountable giants in their life. It might be some illness. It might be uh, work-related. It might be financial. It might be relationships. Lord, it could be all sorts of things. But Lord, we thank you that you have the victory. And I want to pray that each one of us will turn to you, will focus our eyes upon you, will learn to walk with you deeper, to learn more about who you are, your ways, your promises. And Lord, as we learn who you are, our faith will grow in what you can do. And so Lord, we pray for victory after victory through Jesus Christ our Lord that we will be able to tell stories of miracles. We'll be able to recount that your hand has been upon us and so that all the glory will go to you and that your fame and your name will be spread throughout our communities, across our nation and to the nations. So Lord, be glorified even this week in your church and we put our faith in you Help our faith to grow as we step out and steward what you have given us. Help us our faith to grow day by day so that as you lead us into new things, we know that God has been with us in the past. He will be with us in the future. Lord, this is all about you, for your glory and for your name's sake. Be glorified in your church, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.